This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, August 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. DPR names Chlorpyrifos workgroup. USDA advisors mull dicamba tolerance. DPR's roster for its new alternatives workgroup excludes pesticide companies. The Department of Pesticide Regulation named the members of its new workgroup that will find alternatives to the pesticide chlorpyrifos. The list includes a county ag commissioner, farm and pest control advisors, academics, environmental justice advocates, and the CEO of a biopesticides company. Facilitating the group will be a business consultant from the ag industry. Not on the list, Corteva, which manufactures chlorpyrifos product Lorsman. According to sources, the company has been involved in discussions with DPR over the cancellation process. As a business, it likely would not support the development of alternatives to its own products. Other synthetic pesticide manufacturers have not been included either. Next, in the news release, Food and Ag Secretary Karen Ross said, Farmers have come a long way in reducing their use of chlorpyrifos, but development of alternatives for the remaining users will require significant investment and time for transition. The group has until spring 2020 to complete its work. It will first find a short-term fix and then develop a five-year plan. Funding? Well, the challenge ahead will be difficult for the group as it meets for the first time this month. The governor allocated $5.7 million in his budget to replace a product that the industry would typically invest more than $100 million into developing over the course of at least a decade. You're welcome to send your thoughts. DPR asks that the public comments be sent to alternatives at cdpr.ca.gov. That's alternatives at cdpr.ca.gov. Sign up for updates at the DPR list. Serve under alternatives. The group will also hold three public listening sessions beginning in January. Newsom serves Corteva 15-day notice. Attorney General Xavier Becerra and his office yesterday filed official complaints with the state and served notices to 13 companies listed as registrants for chlorpyrifos. DPR gave the companies 15 days to file a request for a hearing with the Office of Administrative Hearings. At the top of the list is Dow AgriSciences, now known as Corteva. In the complaints, DPR Acting Director Val Dolcini writes that chlorpyrifos directly causes developmental neurotoxicity by inhibiting a specific brain activity. The U.S. EPA determined last month that its scientists had not found evidence of this type of inhibition when reviewing chlorpyrifos. In a carefully worded letter, Cal EPA's independent review panel also noted a correlation rather than a causation to the inhibition. Dalcini also adds health concerns from ingestion in his letter. DPR's cancellation, however, was officially the result of the Air Resources Board labeling the pesticide as an air quality risk. You can read Brad Hooker's full report about DPR's cancellation at agripulse.com. DPR may allow chlorpyrifos in granular or drip form. In a document obtained by AgriPulse, DPR Assistant Director Karen Morrison leaves open the possibility for chlorpyrifos to be applied in other forms. She writes that the department is canceling products that result in spray drift or dietary exposure of concern. 
She adds that DPR lacks evidence regarding exposure from granular or drip products. Morrison is responding to questions from the California Agriculture Commissioners and Sealers Association. On the issues of setbacks and buffer zones, their president, Tim Pelican, says the measures would actually be, quote, feasible and not logistically complex and requested the commissioners be granted the discretion to use them. In response, Morrison asserts that DPR does not believe the setbacks and buffer zones are feasible statewide. She also rules out additional training for applicators. Imports. Morrison acknowledges that DPR and USDA lack resources to test foods coming into the state for chlorpyrifos residue. Pelican said not having this safeguard, quote, will leave most Californians with the same risk level of dietary exposure. Now keep in mind, Morrison will be one of the DPR advisors for the Alternatives Work Group. USDA advisors consider appeal to EPA on dicamba. USDA's Fruit and Vegetable Industry Advisory Committee is considering whether to recommend EPA set food tolerance levels for dicamba because of off-target movements of the herbicides. Setting tolerance levels would protect producers of tomatoes of other crops who may have been affected by dicamba drift. We're not advocating for putting chemicals on our crops, said tomato grower and processor Steve Smith, agriculture director of Red Gold in Indiana, the largest privately held tomato processor in the country. We're advocating not to lose our crops. If pesticide residues are found on a crop that has no approved tolerance for that pesticide, the product can be seized. If pesticides are found in organic produce, will the farm that grew the produce could lose its certification? A working group of the USDA committee is considering today whether to approve the draft recommendations. Enviro's press fight against dicamba approval. Environmental groups are trying to persuade a federal appeals court to reverse EPA's conditional registration last year of Bayer's Extendamax version of dicamba. The organizations say in a brief filed with the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals that EPA ignored the potential effects of the herbicide on endangered species. EPA refused to seek the guidance of the federal expert wildlife agencies as the Endangered Species Act requires, according to the Center for Food Safety and other groups in a press release. Instead, the agency denied that there would be any risk and approved the pesticide without any measures to protect endangered plants and animals. The group say EPA also failed to comply with its 2016 registration, which said it would expire in November 2018 unless the agency determined that off-site incidents were not, quote, occurring at unacceptable frequencies or levels. Well, here's today's She Said It. The visit so far is inspiring. California and the Western Cape have many similarities from agriculture, wine and citrus, to weather and water management. That's Secretary Karen Ross during her visit to South Africa. Casey Creamer of Citrus Mutual is also joining her on the trip. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, August 15th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.